Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. And then holds like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, podcast listeners, microphone people. And people who don't listen to the podcast and just happened to get into somebody's car and was still playing (laughs) because their phone, it's it's happened. Yeah. Welcome to you as well. I think it's happened a lot of times, so yes. Anybody who happens to be listening to this, whether you intended to or not, yes, welcome. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Hope you're all right. Yes, you've made it back for another week here at By the By. Yes. So a few things to get out of the way real quick. Are we have a pendulum party this Friday? It does look like all of the single mail tickets are sold out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, fellas, better luck next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still a few tickets uh, remaining. Yeah, looking forward to that. that I'm is really looking forward to it. The first one of the year. It's I know, special. and I feel like it has been so long since we've had a pendulum, and it hasn't. But it feels like Angel's <laughs> <laughs> like two months. I want it now. <laughs> But yes, yeah. it ha- if it's it's been a while. We haven't been to the club in what feels like ages. Yeah. So it'll be nice to go yeah. back and uh, see all of the lovely people behind the bar and yeah. all of the lovely people in front of the bar. Mm. Yeah. Some of the people that get bit over bars. <laughs> like it's just gonna be great to see y'all. Yeah, definitely. Very much looking forward. To mm. A quick shout out to all of our wonderful Discord people. We love you, and if you want to be one of them, all you have to do is support us at any level on Patreon dot com slash by the by podcast. Make sure that your discord is linked to your Patreon and you'll be whisked into our little corner of the internet. Yeah. Um, so somebody posted and asked us recently, basically their, their question was, we don't know what to say. We don't know how to jump in and we don't know how to, how to talk. I'm paraphrasing. It's not exactly what was yeah. said, but I, I totally appreciate, uh, it One, can be daunting because you're coming into a new environment. Yeah, you're Obviously, coming into an established space. Yeah, and you don't know anybody in there. And there are people in the chat who do know each other in real life. And then there are those who don't. And so there is a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of different channels. So I can see where it might be daunting. Yeah, but my advice is if you don't want to, you don't have to post anything. There's nothing wrong with lurking be in the background and just watch and read and feel free to emoji people's comments and statements. And if you want to say something, just say something. It's a safe space. That's what's so great about it. Yeah. And I mean, they at least did say something on the Ask Us channel. So there's, there's a start. There's your first post, right? 
First yeah, that's one's right. A hard one. The ice <laughs> is broken. You may now melt all over us. Check out the pets. Check out the NSFW. Right. The kink General channel. Kink, yeah. All of so it. So good. So much food. If you have food to share, we're always happy to look at food. I recently posted in the food about my uh, my love of Taco Bell. Yes. <laughs> and yes. It uh, it went well for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we were going for a stroll the other day <laughs> and we happened to be passing by one of the few Taco Bells here in the in Sydney, Sydney area. I think there's only two in Sydney. I think so. Two, maybe three. Yeah. Two that I know for sure. And I thought there was one out West, okay. but it may not well, Maybe be. out West, but I mean like in Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. yeah, yeah. And so we happened to be walking by one of them and it was lunchtime. So Bradford's like, oh, let's stop at Taco Bell. And Angel's like, oh, yay. Yeah. I mean, this is also the first time in the 10 years we've been here, right? So we haven't yeah. had Taco Bell. And I, I will say that I had some tacos and it was exactly what I remember, and I am now good for another 10 years. It brought me great joy. Very happy. <laughs> In fact, I was so happy that I came home and made a copycat recipe of Taco Bell tacos for dinner. Yeah, but you've done that before with the Crunchwrap Supremes, yeah. and your copycats are better than Taco Bell. Yeah, but they're also a lot more expensive. Yes, I get that. I'm By still quality shit. I'm still happy with my once a decade Taco Bell. <laughs> I love it. Fine, whatever. But anyway, I, I can understand that you like it and it's right down the road. Go get it. It is. I don't want it. It's my my glory hole. My glory hole of Taco Bell. I just wanna Um that could be taken a few ways, babe. I just want to go to Taco Bell and put whatever <laughs> they shove into my mouth, into my mouth. Uh-huh. Okay. Like and I've got like cream running, but it's mostly guac because I don't like sour cream. <laughs> running on my chin. It's like, why is your cum green and chunky? Anyway, uh <laughs> But I digress. Today, we are going to talk about penises because, you know. Well, I mean, we're just talking about glory holes, so right, why not? Right, right. It's a, it's a natural segue. Yeah. Uh, I had somebody message me recently basically asking about performance anxiety. They had a recent get-together. Uh, it was a first-time get-together with their partner and with another couple, and he had erection problems. And so, uh, like, I think like many people, including myself, you always think that you're the only one. And I sort of wanted to break that apart and do a deep dive into deep diving. Okay. Into, into mm, no, dick dive. I want to do a dick dive. Damn, <laughs> oh, I know you won't edit that out to make me sound hilarious, but that's okay. You got there eventually. I got there eventually. Got there. That's, 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 what, uh, yeah. that's what brainstorming is all about. Yeah. But first... I think we should understand what an erection is. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. It's like half yeah. of knowing what the problem is, is knowing when what, it works, what, what's actually working. What the solution is. <laughs> yeah. So there's the physiology of an erection is there's three things. And I've actually done research, which is rare for me. So I have notes. So you'll, you'll notice. <laughs> Shut wow. up. This, I, I don't think Bradford's had notes in many years. Oh, people give me notes all the time. Like. Um, you should shut up more <laughs> and speak less. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so mean. So there are three major parts to the physiology. Uh, that is blood flow and vascular response. There is the role of the nervous system and then hormonal factors, right? Getting an erection is primarily a vascular event because the if you don't know it, your penis has two of these large sacs in it called the corpora cavernosa, which I think is a great name. Corpus cavernosa? 
So we just did some research and. Uh, I believe that corpora is the plural of corpus. Yes. And corpus Christi. That's why <laughs> if there's two Christies, it's corpora Christies. I'm just trying to look a little bit more, but that that's what I'm going to go with that. We're going to go with that. I'm looking at I'm looking at it and it does look like it is corpus cavernosum, but the plural noun, yes, is capora cavernosum. Okay. So so these are two uh tubes, empty tubes, like sacs that will fill with blood and once they fill with blood, that's what makes the penis erect and rigid. There are, I mean, this can happen, of course, with direct stimulation. We all know that. And there are these signals that cause the muscles in the penis arteries to relax, which, I mean, for some of us, relaxing is very difficult. So I get it, <laughs> penis. I get it. Uh, but that increases the blood flow through the arteries and fills the two chambers inside. Mm -hmm. The role of the nervous system is also a crucial role uh, in initiating and then maintaining the erection. The parasynthetic nervous system is responsible for the relaxation of the those penile arteries parasympathetic in that what i said what i said, I said? parasynthetic uh, parasynthetic yes that is if you have one of those <laughs> penis in, uh, insertion things like we go uh -huh. <laughs> which sometimes i wish i had because mm -hmm. that'd be kind of awesome just to go <laughs> and then when i was done you twist the little knob and he goes that'd be great uh you say so i know yeah I know, because I know me. I'd try to overinflate it. My penis would explode. Oh, anyway, sorry, continue on. I mean, yeah, nuts. <laughs> uh, so, yes, the parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for the relaxation of those penile arteries, whereas the sympathetic nervous system can inhibit erections during states of stress or anxiety, which we will get to. Mm -hmm. Lastly, the hormonal factors. Testosterone, the primary male sex hormone, plays the most significant role and regulating libido uh, and sexual desire and indirectly influences erectile function. While low levels of testosterone can reduce interest in sex, they're not always a direct cause of erectile dysfunction. So those are the three physiological things. There are also more, but three-ish, psychological things. The mental and emotional influences, the impact of stress and anxiety, and relationship dynamics which I think is something Seems legit. that we all yep. experience and have experienced, say, at clubs or in play situations. Yeah. Sexual arousal begins in the brain, but is influenced by both psychological and emotional factors. Mental health issues such as stress, anxiety, and depression can significantly impact erectile function. Psychological conditions can lead to decrease in libido and interfere with the signals required for the initiation of the physical process of an erection. Then stress and anxiety can activate the body's stress response, which is the sympathetic nervous system, uh, leading to the constriction of blood vessels, reduced blood flow to the penis, making it difficult to achieve or maintain erection. Performance anxiety in particular can create a cycle of ongoing ED issues as the fear of not being able to perform sexually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And we've mm -hmm. talked about this before. It's the whirlpool yeah. or the don't think about the elephant in the room. What are you thinking about? The elephant in the room, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then finally is relationships dynamics. Uh, the quality of a person's relationship and emotional connection with their partners can also play a significant role in sexual performance. Communication issues, emotional disconnects, and unresolved conflicts can contribute to performance anxiety and erectile dysfunctions. So what do we learn from all that? There's a lot going on to make that little feller stand to attention. We are complex machines. We are, com we are complex machines. <laughs> but like, I think about it. 
it, it is very interesting for me because as someone who still struggles with performance anxiety and, you know, just performance issues at times, it is very much a stress-related thing. When, when work is tough or when I feel like I'm overwhelmed with either, well, even like podcasting stuff, you know, it's still kind of one of those things I'm like, ugh. Sex is the last thing I really want to think about. And when we start playing with people, I'm like, oh, this is great. But I can, t- I can tell you nothing's going to happen mm. kind of thing. And so it is interesting, though, to understand the how the insides work. Because I, for me, I find that comforting. It's like, oh, cool. I understand how this is happening and what's happening. Mm. And it's that sort of knowledge is half the battle kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that anxiety is a big one. I know for you sometimes and for other people as well is just general what's happening in life, what's going on around can very much affect what's happening in the bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. So if we then look at understanding what erectile dysfunction is, Mm. it's defined as persistent difficulty in achieving or maintaining an erection, sufficient or satisfactory sexual performance for, sorry, for sufficient or satisfactory sexual performance. It affects as many as 30 million men in the U.S. I have to admit, I did not research how many million men are in the U.S., but it still seems like a lot. Let me see if I can find out very quickly. Okay. So a very quick Google search here says that there are 162.4 million men in the U.S. So 30 million, that's a fifth? Uh, just under, yeah. Yeah. yeah just I mean, under a fifth. That's Which is a pretty significant proportion. I think that's a huge proportion. And I also think that that's one of those things that you should, if you're one of those men, you should sort of take heart in. I know it's like, <laughs> like it's not great, but like you're not alone. Yeah, and I think that yeah. the problem with a lot of this is we don't talk about it. So we all always assume that we're the only ones experiencing it. And we'll get to the pills in the end, you know, later on in the podcast. But I think that when you go to the doctor and try to get prescribed, there's a lot of shame around it because you're like, I shouldn't need this because nobody else needs it. Yeah. It can be difficult to ask for and to admit that you need some help. Yeah. And then also there's the fear of, okay, if I now admit this, are they going to think that there's something physiologically wrong with me? Are we going to go down a rabbit hole or psychologically? Like, is it like, where is this going to lead? Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the other psychological side of it, which is most men who experience ED are, of a certain age. Mm. As you get older, blood flow problems. um, And that might be like, oh, I must be an old man now because I'm struggling. But in actuality, it affects men of all ages. So common causes of ED, physical causes are things like cardiovascular disease. Again, things that are impeding blood flow, uh, diabetes, you know, like Wilford Brimley. (laughs) <laughs> how do you know he wasn't a sex machine bradford i don't know but he he made me want oatmeal and he he, he stirred something in my like look at that granddaddy i just want him to bury his mustache in my hole <laughs> right you know like, <laughs> um but men with diabetes are at a higher risk mm. due to you know damage from high blood sugar Hormonal imbalances, low testosterone levels, which we kind of talked about before, and other hormonal disorders can impact erectile function and libido. And then medications, which is another thing that a lot of us don't really think about, is that the medicines that we're taking can have varied adverse side effects. Yeah. Things like antidepressants, blood pressure drugs, anti-ulcer drugs, 
can all have side effects that attribute to ED. And and I realize we're talking about ED here, but a lot of this also applies to women. Oh, like absolutely. It's, it's not... It's blood flow. Yeah, it's not just like for men. Um, but it's I, interesting because I think the... The difference, the main difference is one is clearly visible yeah. and the other one's not, right? Yeah. So, uh, but the, that state of arousal or the um, the ability to achieve orgasm, mm. both of those are the same, but with men, it's just very obvious if it's not happening. Yeah. Then there are some psychological cause, causes, like mental health. We already talked about depression, anxiety, and other mental health disorders that can affect desire and, and function. And then stress, chronic stress, whether from work, relationships, other life circumstances, definitely can not help. I was going to say help, but that's not a... No, no. (laughs) Hinder. Hinder. There's the word. Then paralleling to ED is performance anxiety. So performance anxiety is the... It's not necessarily a physiological problem, right? It's not your heart. It's not being diabetic, it's almost exclusively mental. Mm-hmm. You're, you're stressed out about something and that can often lead to the cycle of anxiety, which is, I don't know if I can do it. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I always think of uh, Stewie and Brian from Family Guy. Remember, Brian, whether you believe you can't or you can, you're right. Um, yeah. And that's true. And again, I've seen myself do that before where I'm thinking about it and thinking about it and nothing's happening. And then I get caught up in something else and suddenly like, oh, wow, where did you come from? Mm. Hello, little friend. (laughs) Uh, And then again, so uh, societal pressure and self-esteem. So these external and internal beliefs about masculinity and what it means to be a man and your sexual performance and how virile you are. And then many men feel that intense pressure to perform sexually. And that overwhelming pressure, whether it is internal or external, can definitely lead to problems. Yeah. And I think some of that is size comparison. You know, you're you're comparing yourself to either other guys in the room or worse, guys on porn, mm. and you don't feel as masculine as them. And so you become shyer. And I've seen it in the club where it affects me is that I'm not going to say it's there are. People out there, both men and women, but it's almost always women who, whether it's true or not, though society says it is, all they talk about is wanting a big cock, a big cock Mm. and all this stuff. And in reality, I'm kind of like, yeah, but I've seen what you've done with me and I don't think you would know what to do with a big cock. (laughs) So like maybe you should reevaluate. Yeah. Uh, But that does affect how how you perform. I also imagine in a play situation, like you said, like at the club and whatnot, when you have a lot of people around, or if you're in a threesome situation, even if it's in a private setting, there's that mental pressure of performing for more than one person potentially. And, yeah. and I can see that that would be, and also one of them is not your regular partner. Maybe they're both not your regular partners, but I can see that would be a lot of just mental pressure. And then sort of parallel to that is if you are just two couples playing mm. or, or a threesome, right? I can see those times in which you're either comparing yourself to what the other guy's doing or being overwhelmed with the fact that now you have two women and you don't know what you're going to do mm. because, how, you know, like I'm doing good just to please one person. Why do I have, <laughs> now I have to do two? Like it is that sort of, 
every, you know, the whole every man's dream. But I think what a lot of people forget is that nightmares can be dreams too, or are dreams too. <laughs> wow, dark. <laughs> but like, it, it is, it's that pressure. You think you know what you want. And then when you get it, yeah. suddenly it's like, uh, I'm now overwhelmed. Yeah. It's now a bit too much. And, you know, having experienced that kind of side of it, it is, it's rough. But I don't know, there are worse things. <laughs> so when it comes to diagnosing, uh, I'm not going to go into all, I, I've, I've got some notes here on it, but I'm not really going to dive too deeply into it, but definitely talk to your doctor. I'll tell you one of the things that was told to me was the difference between ED and performance anxiety was if you have no trouble masturbating to porn, it's probably performance anxiety. If you get, uh, what's it called? Nocturnal, it's nocturnal erections, but it has another name. Mm. People are yelling at me. Tyler, I can hear him. He's mm-hmm. like, Bradford, it's this. Anyway, but it's where you get erections in the middle of the night. If you're waking up with erections, then it's not likely not ED, which is good. Yay. That's good. It just means it's in your furry little head. Yeah. So then you got to talk to your, your head. furry big head. <laughs> yeah. So what can we do? I know what we can do. What can we do? We can take a quick ad break. Ooh, a quick ad break. I'm all about it. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, folks, it is literally right around the corner. That thing that haunts you and hunts you. And you're like, I don't know what to do with you, but I'm supposed to do something because society tells me to. It's Valentine's Day. That's right. Valentine's Day is just a week away, but there's still time. If you go to adamneve.com and use checkout code by the by, you'll get one item at 50% off. You'll get extra fun things thrown into the box. You'll get six videos on demand. And you know what? You'll get free shipping. Hopefully it'll come just in time for Valentine's Day. But if it doesn't, write a little card and say the, the, the cocks in the mail or pussy will be here tomorrow or sexy things incoming but spelled the wrong way the naughty way that's right go to adamandeve.com use checkout code by the by b-y-t-h-e-b-i so we've got in front of us is this from the ultimate icebreaker kinky humans Mm -hmm. excellent got the deck in front of us and uh, angela has pulled a card and what is the card say I have had sex on a washing machine. Oof. Tumble dry, baby. <laughs> have you? Did we ever have sex on the washing machine in my old house in the States? No. Oh, then I have not. No. no. 
Um, I don't think I understand why you would want to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, unless it, maybe that was your kink and you've got like a washing kink or a housemaid kink, maybe. Um, I will say though, I have seen those porn where the girl's stuck in the washing machine and like, it's usually her stepbrother then comes in and fucks her. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, it, it's consensual non-consent, but it's kind of cool in a <laughs> horny way. I think it's just, I like big asses in my face. Um, mm-hmm. Angela, have you? I have not. I, there was a start of trying once with a partner because it was like, oh, look, here's this thing that everybody talks about. Let's do the thing. And then we worked out that heights were just weird and it was difficult. And you just decided to hand so wash we were, it yourself. Yeah, we were just like, you know what? Forget it. I don't care that much. I really don't care that much. Let's just wash it by There's hand. other places we can have sex. I love it. I love it. That's great. Well, if you want to ask questions like that to your friends, family, partners, partner, doesn't matter. If you want to get in a circle and play this game, which you definitely should, go to CuriousHumansGame.com. Use checkout code by the by B Y T H E B I, and you will get your copy at 10% off. They've got lots of good ones and some new ones that are coming out just around the corner. Spoiler alert. Use checkout code by the by. So. So. A needle pulling thread. La. A note to follow. So. (laughs) Okay. Um, How can we deal with this stuff? So I'll start talking about the way I've dealt with it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go back to my list and see what I've missed. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, So for me, one of the great things that. Can I interrupt real quick and ask a question? Yes. When you have had performance anxiety, ED issues, has it only been since you've been in the lifestyle or was it prior as well? Um, only since I've been in the lifestyle. Okay. Um, in fact, the first time I can ever remember having any kind of issue was the first time I played with a couple. Okay. And it just was like, oof, this is not working. Now, the second time it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah, when I was with guys by myself, it was easy. Women by myself, it was easy. Anytime I was in a group, it's difficult. And even now, like I struggle with guys more than I struggle with ladies. And I think it's because guys, it's a lot more rushed. Uh, I feel like, like it's like, let's just get there. Let's just get there. Mm. But most women, and again, this is a, this is a societal thing. You know, there's a lot of more kissing and sort of that close connection thing, Mm. which is something that I like. I like that connection Mm. side of it. Whereas with most men, especially grinder, it's, it is purely transactional. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is like, even like massages, if I get a happy ending in a massage, I have no issues. It's, it's purely that. But you've also had the touch lead up, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you yeah. have at least 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, <laughs> um, you know, uh, of touch kind of, again, creating, even if it's a transactional connection, yeah. it's still, a, it feels like a connection. And that touch kind of thing, I think for me, it is the investment in the other person. I like having some sort of, I like to like the person mm. that makes, that makes it a lot easier on top of that, like being grounded, like with you in the same room, if we, if we're playing together, mm. playing with you for a little while, then going back to the new person or people and then playing with you for a little while. I find that that helps me sort of stay in the moment because you and I know each other so well, you know exactly what buttons to push. Yeah. And it 
it, I find that super helpful. And I think uh, I've seen a lot of couples when they switch partners, it is like, suddenly it's a, it's a sort of a race to the finish, right? Like, let's just do this and then we're done. I also think though, besides your partner knowing you and knowing the buttons to push and how to please you, I also think at that point, there's got to be a mental component in that you're no longer thinking, what do I need to do to please this person? Are they enjoying what I'm doing? Like you're no longer thinking about that because you also know that you can please your partner and that what your partner is doing is pleasurable for them. So again, that pressure is alleviated a bit and you don't have to be thinking about, you know, is what I'm doing okay? Yeah. And it's interesting too, because we've had some partners recently that we've played with that, you know, I struggled with, even though I was totally interested, I was still, you know, in my own headspace kind of thing. And so what I have found is that uh, I really enjoy using my mouth and my hands. Mm. And so that I'm happy with that. And if they're happy with that, that's great. And it was interesting because I spoke to both of them after playing and they were both like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't care at all. I'm not looking for PIV. And I think that uh, that's the other problem that even I still suffer from is when we look at swapping or sex play, we all have that really bad habit of thinking sex is penis and vagina. Mm. And like that is, that is the culmination of sex and that's what it looks like. And in fact, a lot of the fun that I do is more just, you know, oral play or, or manual stimulation. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. I'm okay with that. You're uh, really good at it. So well, yeah. I mean, you, you are what you eat. <laughs> um, I don't know. You enjoy what you eat. It's yeah. a delicate, it's we'll a delicacy. Go with it's that. Delicacy. Yeah. No, but like it is, it's interesting. So that, that works for me. The other thing that I find that works for me, I like cock rings. I'm a big fan of cock rings. Everybody knows I have 62. I need to get more, <laughs> at least seven more. <laughs> and then I want to hit triple digits. That's my goal. I have 2024 goals. <laughs> you should get on Adam and Eve and buy a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a cock ring is great because it restricts blood flow out, but not necessarily in. Once it's in there, you know, it's like, oh, I guess I'll just stay. Uh, and I find that 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 it's fun to play with, even when just the two of us, because then you get one of those like grrr, high school twenty two year old erections. <laughs> well, and uh, you've always equated it to a push up bra, right? Yeah. Like it pushes you up and out, and then, yeah. yeah, it's great. I find that that works. Also, you know, we talked about the the pills. So there are uh, phosphodiesterase type five uh-huh. PDE five inhibitors. Ha ha ha! I don't really know how they work, but there are things like sildenafil, which is Viagra, mm-hmm. Tadalafil, which is Cialis, and then Vardenafil, which is Levitra. I have tried the first two. I don't like Viagra. Yeah. Uh, Viagra is very much a sort of an in the moment kind of thing. You take it and it's ready. And then four hours later, it's gone. Whereas Cialis, uh, Tadalafil is like a great weekend. It allows the spontaneity. Mm. So you take it. I'd like to take it on a Friday and I don't, I find that it's not out of my system until Sunday night, sometimes Monday morning. And it's just like, wow, this is really kind of a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's interesting because we do have friends, play friends, who like Viagra. And so it is interesting how, you know, different things work for different people. So your mileage may vary. Yeah. Um, I find that it works for me if you are one of those people who is ashamed of talking to your doctor about it, which you shouldn't be ashamed of talking to your doctor about it. 
They're your doctor. So if you can't talk to your doctor about all the medical things, maybe you should find a new doctor. But you can go on to, I know in Australia, it's Pilot. Mm-hmm. I think that's in the States as well. But basically, they it's a internet chat with a doctor and they'll just write your prescription and start sending it to you monthly. Yep. And again, that's not bad. So I find that it works pretty well for me. I've also tried the, um, it's not my bag, baby. Uh, the, the vacuum thing, the penis pumps. Oh yeah. yeah I've yeah. tried that before. I've never tried that with partners that weren't you. Mm. Uh, and since I don't have a problem with you, I just feel like that would be a weird thing to pull out mid play. I don't know. It depends on who you're playing with. I mean, if that's their what kink, the then that is. would be kind of awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, penis pumps are weird. They feel weird. Somebody told me that, oh, it feels like getting a blowjob. It does not. It feels like <laughs> getting a blowjob from a fucking vacuum cleaner because there's no release, right? It's just suck, suck, suck. Mm. And, and it's really intense. It's not a terrible feeling, mm. but it's not necessarily what I would want. And I know there are, are folks out there who pair penis pumps with cock rings. So then it's like, again, it gets it in and then restricts it out. All right. But I'm not a... I'm not a big fan of that, but I have tried them. They're, they're, you know, if that's what for you, awesome. Um, porn is a great thing. Like porn is a terrible thing at times, but it's got its place. <laughs> and I find like, like audio porn or just seeing it, that really does help. If I go to saunas, one of the first place I go to is to the video room because it does sort of like your body. It's weird. So having watched so much porn as a, as a young male it's sort of like you start watching porn and your body just knows what to do. A Pavlovian response. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's a it's a Pavlovian response, but with your penis. But I also think it's you have that the auditory, you have the visual stimulation, and it gives you again something to focus on other than being in your own head. Yeah. So you have the stimulation, you have something else to focus on, and it kind of gets you at least a little bit into the environment to whatever degree you're willing to let yourself go into it. Yeah. And it's, it is one of those things. And I know this sounds stupid to say, but like fucking relax. I always, always tell myself that like, just relax, just relax. And it's hard, but when it's not hard well, to relax, yeah. right? You're like, I'm already relaxed. But when you do relax, it does, it does help. Um, the other thing that I have tried is hypnotherapy, which I know is kind of an odd thing, but I, sort of liked it. It did help me find a way to sort of get out of my own head. So I'd find that it is rarer that I am in the, that vicious cycle of I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. Yeah. I will say that since then you, you still get into like some of the anxiety stuff and the pressures and things like that. But like you said, your, your downward spiral, you aren't really getting into those as much. Like you're able to be like, either I'm here, I recognize it. It is what it is or get out of it. But at least you're not pushing yourself down that spiral anymore. Yeah. And that was something I was doing a lot. And Mm -hmm. like, so hypnotherapy actually helped. I had three, I think, sessions with the doctor and like, I actually quite enjoyed it. I mean, it's weird, but it's kind of like, you know, having someone tell you a sexy story as you're drifting off to sleep, but he won't let you go to sleep because every time you start to fall asleep, he talks louder. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Very weird. Another thing that I've tried that works to some degree is watching the alcohol intake, mm. which I know is everybody knows the whiskey dick, but like is you 
a lot of folks want enough alcohol to sort of relax them. It's sort of like that perfect place with pool. You know how you have two drinks and you're like, an, suddenly no ball can stay on the table. They're all going in the pockets and then three drinks and suddenly. I mean, that's also appropriate, Bradford. That's right. Knocking balls around yeah. with a pole. And then after three drinks, the balls are just flying off the table and your pole is suddenly soft in your hand. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I need to play a different pool. <laughs> have I tried other things? I feel like that's if I feel like that's everything I've tried, I've tried a lot of stuff. I've tried yeah. just about anything you could try. I was like, yeah, fuck, I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, Have you ever tried like creams or anything like that? Um, Not for arousal. I have tried like masturbation, mm-hmm. you know, but that's a slippery slope, right? You don't want to masturbate so much that suddenly you're like, well, I'm done. <laughs> now I'm going to sleepies. <laughs> but it is, it's funny because like I, we've got this cream that we bought I think in Melbourne that's a staying power kind of thing every time I've ever tried to use it it comes out like glue stick like that thickness oh, yeah. like it's not oh. really it's really sticky how do you rub paste it on and I'm like how what am I supposed to do with this stuff yeah so I've never actually successfully used it and it's probably just me uh I probably am supposed to warm it up or something I don't know like rub it in my hands and then stroke myself with it and Really, though, like I always worry about those things because you're such an oral person mm. that typically those things are numbing creams. Oh, and yeah. so then you'll be like, don't do like this. And I don't, I gotta be honest, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then we make out a little, and then suddenly I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> what did you have on your mouth? <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, yeah, that, that seems legit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, but other than that, no, uh, I don't think I've really tried other than, you know, typical yeah. lubes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is my. Uh, do any of the lubes, like the warming lubes and the cooling lubes, do any of those help or make a difference? For me, no, but I could imagine for others, yes. Like I like the feel of the cooling lubes. Mm-hmm. They've got like menthol or whatever in them or a blowjob after um, Listerine. I yeah. love that. Or the Altoids, like that cold like one of my favorite things is like when you touch me with your ice cold hands Mm. because it's like ooh, that's it's shocking but man that feels good because of the such there's a difference in temperature i don't like the warming ones um the warming ones make me uncomfortable makes me feel like i've peed myself or about to pee myself but the cooling ones i do like okay hey so things that i didn't mention but could be used. We've already mentioned one, which is the surgical options. So they basically put a little implant in the penis and then like, it's just, it is a little a, a ch- 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 kind of pump thing. And, and that's a forever thing. It is a forever thing. Okay. I thought, I imagine it could be taken out, but it would be surgically removed. Right. Right. So this is sort of along the lines of what I did with the hypnosis which is CBT, which every time I hear that, I think cock and ball torture. It is not. It's cognitive (laughs) behavioral therapy, but it's also funny to think it's cock and ball torture. Mm -hmm. So where you can identify and change negative thought patterns. What if you combine the two and have someone in a CBT chair while doing CBT on them? That would be like, like, why do you feel so bad about yourself? (laughs) Shock his balls. (laughs) Oh my God. Why? No, no. I'm a man. I'm a good enough guy. I'm nice. I deserve an erection. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there are also sex therapists that allow you to sort of, again, that's that 
we're created as men to be by society to be these strong, virile, monster, alpha, bullshit males. And in actuality, we're just people and we have negative thoughts and questions and concerns and bad feelings about ourselves and questions about whether we're good enough or going to be good enough. And so the sex therapists can sort of help you work through some of that Mm -hmm. exercise, which I don't adhere to but I hear it works. Um, (laughs) uh, And then uh, reducing alcohol and smoking. So Mm -hmm. those are other things that you could do. I don't smoke. But again, that has to do with blood flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then lastly, I think it's the, and the most important thing, which we do do, do do, but I think a lot of people sort of struggle with, especially again, when we go into the lifestyle is that full proper communication with your partner, Mm. being able to having a partner that will look and see that you're in trouble and throw a life ring, whether it's a touch, a sexy touch, you know, a a moment to reconnect, sort of find that space where you feel safe and comfortable and confident again, so that you can then jump back into the pool and, and, you know, rail somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're talking about like playing with others in the lifestyle specifically, whether it be threesomes or playing with another couple or in a more kind of group situation, I do think it's helpful to have your primary partner there. And like you said, like be ready to support you if you need it to go back to them if you need just a moment. But also, I don't know, I guess it's different for some people because some people like to jump in and go like, you know, full hog, like, let's, let's just go into it and let's do this. Let's get it done fast kind of thing. But then I think a lot of times, especially for us, and maybe this is just me speaking from our experience and the way we like it, but if we kind of slow down and like, we know we like these people, or at least we've had a decent conversation with them. And then we go into a room or a space where we can play and it's not just like, okay, like close off, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, we kind of take some time. You have a bit of that foreplay, build up the situation and play with each other. And I think that helps a lot as well because you're building that connection. But it also may just very well depend upon you and your play styles yeah. and maybe what the scene calls for. Because if you are doing a specific scene, then it could be something very different. But if it's if you're early on, you know, in this kind of lifestyle, then I think just kind of playing around with different scenarios and seeing what works, you know, is it something that's a bit more private? Some people are exhibitionists, so maybe being out in public will get them, uh, help them a bit. Um, and yeah, whether it's kind of a slow play and there's a lot of foreplay, maybe not so much, like I said, grounding yourself with your partner, but it's all kind of a big experiment and it's going to be different for you night to night, day to day, week to week. Because our bodies change, our brains change, and you know, we're not always in the same space every time we go play. Yeah. Um, another thing that I'd forgotten to mention, but is also I find useful, a lot of the failings that we have are when we put condoms on because it mm-hmm. it is a taking you out of the moment. It's a pause in the action. You've been moving forward and moving forward, and now you have to stop. And if you're like me, you struggle getting the package open, so that's a step back. And then you can't figure out which way it goes on, so that's another step back. That's a flaw in condoms, by the way. We should Mm -hmm. figure out how to. Anyway, uh, so it's just this step back, step back, step back. And then by the time you're ready to put the condom on, it's like you're already almost soft. And then by the time you're ready for penetration, you're like, nope, I'm sleepy. (laughs) So one thing that you can do is sort of get – 
ahead of yourself either. And what I tend to do is if somebody's going down on me and I'm really erect and it's great, I'll be opening the condom while they're doing that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. I'll be ready. And when they're ready. And then the other thing you can do is actually just go ahead and get that ready before even play starts. Yeah. Figuring out, you know, knowing that that's already there so that in a matter of seconds, you can grab it, put it on, and then you're ready to go. Well, that brings up a good point. The seven P's, prior proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. That's having, my girl. Having your condoms ready and available, having lube ready and available, you know, cum rags, that's towels, like eight whatever you now. need. But having everything there near where you're playing and available. So it's not like, okay, we're making out for a while. Oh, shit, I got to go get it for my bag. The yeah, bag's right. over there. I got to yeah. turn around in my bag. Where's my lube? Yeah. Honey, like, <laughs> where's my lube? <laughs> so it, it is really helpful to be prepared and have everything close at hand. Yeah. And the other thing we talk about with condoms is, and this is a good party trick, is if you're the giver of a blowjob, particularly, learn how to put a condom on with your mouth. Yeah. Because that keeps play going and is interesting as well, too. It's an interesting party trick. It yeah, is. it is. What is it? Prior proper penile preparation prevents piss poor penile performance. The nine P's. Nine P's. There we go. Oof. Yeah. Pew. Say That's that. the ten P's. <laughs> pew. <laughs> pew, pew. But yeah, so it's it's something that I just wanted to kind of touch on this, pun intended, um, stroke it a little, <laughs> maybe rub one out. Uh, I just wanted to talk about it because I think that it is something that we have touched on in the past, but we've never really fully broken it down and tried to do a full kind of... yeah. And I think it is important, like you said, for people to know that they're not alone if it happens, even though it feels very much like it in the moment. But also, if you find yourself in that situation, don't panic. Yeah. Go to another method. Use your mouth. Use your fingers. Do something else, you know, just find something else to do other than penis and vagina. That's not the only way to have sex and to play with someone and to pleasure them and to enjoy yourself. And and even if you, like, I realize in the moment may not be the right time to talk about it. Maybe it is because sometimes we joke around in things in the moment. Yeah. But even if not, talk about it later with your partner and see if you can kind of work through maybe what was happening and what will help in the future. What was in your head kind of thing. And it is interesting. It's like I find that I'm at a point now where I'm much more comfortable telling somebody how I like to be touched Mm -hmm. because I find that so many women specifically, men not so much, which is just a weird thing are very delicate with penises like they think they're going to break um whereas they won't and some of us like it rough <laughs> and i can say from most of the guys i've gone down on they we all like it rough so ladies just don't be fucking shy suck that cock um g- gents as well you know just if you're looking just sorry to genderist it but mo- my most recent if you have a cock in your mouth like, suck it suck it hard like, the, the men I've played with recently have no, like, they're just like, nah, 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 you know, kind of thing like, without the knowing. Uh, it's always the ladies that are always like, look at this. It's a little delicate flower. <laughs> like, it is not. It's a weed. <laughs> Pull it. Pull that weed. <laughs> Pull that weed. Spread my seed. Pull that weed. <laughs> wow. I, we should okay. chant that at Friday's pendulum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go play. Let's go play. Uh. All right, all right. What's the guy that takes care of your lawn? The gardener. Gardener. Let's go play gardener. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We can also see how many pendulum people listen to this before Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can already think of one that uh, with brightly colored hair who's going to walk up to me and say, (laughs) 
that weed spread my seed. And I promise to give you a high five. Um, so yeah, that's basically, um, my nuts in a shell, Uh (laughs) me coming out of my nutshell. Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, like what, what other people experience and how they feel. So, and what they do about it, because I'm sure other people are going to have other ways that they handle this, these kinds of situations. Cause it is very personal and what works. I wonder if like the Konami code would work. You just grab the dick and go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, select, start. And then like, but B, A is like, those are the balls. Yeah. And then select is the taint and start is the anus. And like you do that and suddenly I'm blinding you. That's, <laughs> Maybe. That's actually possible. Um, or you might just reboot me. I don't know. We're going to we're gonna have to try this and figure it out. <laughs> you can do that and suddenly you take a screenshot of me. <laughs> so there you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Let us know how you deal with performance anxiety, how you deal with any of your uh, erectile problems that you have. And uh, yeah, in the future, don't worry about it. Be confident and just, you know, you got a mouth and two hands for a reason. Maybe, maybe though, like a toe job. Maybe some people do. If, if you, you have a foot those, job. Especially if you're one of those people with like monkey toes where you can like yes. pick everything up with them and yes. stuff. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We're all about it. Do it. Ooh. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on our Instas or our Facebooks. We are at By the By Podcast. Or you can go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au or just .com now, Bradford. You keep forgetting that you finally got the website. Woohoo! You can also join us on our Discord. All you have to do is support us at any level on patreon.com slash bythebypodcast. Angela. Any final thoughts? Stay sexy, have fun. Stay sexy, have fun. And we'll see you next week. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.